Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. It's time for Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on Michiana's Sports Leader, 96.1 FM, WSBT. We're talking all things Mishawaka Caveman Athletics. And now, the hosts of Caveman Corner, Sean Styers and Dean Huppert. It is 7.05 on this Monday evening. Sean Styers is off today. I'm Darren Pritchett filling in, sitting alongside Mishawaka High School's Director of Athletics, Dean Huppert, for another installment of Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company. Dean, good to be with you on this Monday night. Yeah, it's great to be with you too, Darren. Man, this is uh, it's been a fun fall so far in, in the transition, and especially with the partnership of WSBT. Uh, Sean and I talked about it last week, that we've been able to give our programs and some of our coaches some exposure that, that they've never had before. And I'm pretty glad that we had Sean Styers on last week with Steve Sandifer because you just saw his eyes light up when we were talking <laughs> wrestling. And you and I can talk wrestling and we can talk champions, but he knew the ins and outs, and, and Sean was actually saying, you know what, I, I'm looking at you, you must be pretty good because your ears aren't all beat up. <laughs> I was like, now that's a guy who knows wrestling and knows wrestlers there, but yeah, it's been a it's been a great fall. It's been a lot of fun to not only work within the athletic department and try to build some of these programs up, but also to promote some of the positive stories that we have, and, and I heard last week at Grace College that we had some speakers talk there and one of the phrases for a lot of coaches out there and that we're talking to our coaches and administrators about is a phrase and it's quote catch them being good you know a mm-hmm. lot of times in high school athletics we're, we're looking to find the mistakes and what they do wrong in practice and but catch them being good is is really a philosophy that when I coached in the past I always tried to build those kids up and let them know that what you're doing is important. And when you're doing it well, I want to I want to tell you that you are doing it well. I thought that was a pretty cool phrase. Yeah, absolutely. And Dean, obviously, this being your first year in charge of the athletic department, are you at the point now where you're starting to implement some of the things that you want to install? Or are you just kind of watching and seeing how everything unfolds first time around, and then you're going to make some changes? Well, we're building, and that's, I just had a conversation with our superintendent, Dr. Dean Spiker, today, and our principal, Jerome Caldroni, and I said, you know, in my past career, I felt like I was able to go full speed every day, and and I could see what was coming, and I knew all the obstacles in front of me. Right now, as a director of athletics, I feel like I'm in second gear, but I also can go along for the ride with some of the experience we have. And people like Sherry Kaiser in our athletic department and Ryan Watson have been in the school corporation. They understand the ins and outs and their heart and their mind is mm-hmm. in the right place. So I can, I can 
lead in that office from my experience, but also draw from their experience. And how fortunate am I in my first first fall that I've got Bart Curtis <laughs> in football. I've got Steve Anderson, another Hall of Famer in volleyball. Then you've got a guy like Chris Kovaleski, and you've got a guy on our golf team, Blair Vandenberg, who loves Mishawaka. And then we had a couple newbies, a couple new coaches in Josh Aaron and soccer, mm-hmm. so you felt that energy. And then Sarah Deshone was coaching our tennis, and Tim Barwick has been around a long time. So I was able to draw experience from young coaches, veteran coaches, but at the same time feel the pride in all of our athletes that that they were reaching out to some of our fans and and trying to do their best. We didn't win any championships this fall, but we put a championship effort out and we ran a clean program across the board. And I was so proud of our kids for that because... Besides a few soccer or red cards or yellow cards and, and <laughs> red cards, you know, and that happens in soccer. It's That's what I found out with the IHSAA is, man, those yellow cards will kill you for sportsmanship <laughs> points. And the kid was just trying to, he was trying to make an aggressive play there. Mm. Well, I've known Jerome and Ryan a long time, and I know they're great assets for everything that you're trying to do at Mishawaka High School. And you mentioned fall sports. Now we're starting to transition into winter sports a little bit. And I know I saw a tweet from your basketball coach today that today was day number one for him. Yeah, man, that's he. He said there there are a couple days, and Ron Heklinski is South Bend South Bend guy. He said there are a couple days I mark on my calendar, and I was surprised at one. He said Notre Dame's home opener in football. I always like get jacked up for that. And the first day of basketball practice, and you talk about a guy who appreciates it and goes into that gym with a love every day and is trying to build this program and and he's got a Hoosier Temple that he needs to protect. And he mm-hmm. talks about the wigwam being in Anderson, but he says, you know what, that was one of the largest gyms in the country, but now I've got the oldest active gym yeah. that was built in 1924, and we're going to bring that pride back to Mishawaka and that basketball pride and let the 50,000 people in our community know that this can be a basketball school, and, and it's important. And it's it's not going to happen overnight, but you wouldn't know that by the kids. I mean, they're down there working, and if they can get that first win and that second second win. Uh, boy, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And we should mention that Sharon Versip is going to be joining us in about 10 minutes, Purdue women's basketball coach and a Mishawaka grad, 1984 Indiana Miss basketball. So that conversation is coming up. But you know what I liked about Coach Heklinski's tweet today? He mentioned it's going to be all about defense. Yeah, Defense wins championships. And you look at the best basketball teams, it's great to score, but the teams that can play a little defense, those are the ones that can go deep into tournaments. And the first thing we talked about this morning when I met with him, he was talking about academics. And he told me about a couple kids and he said, you know, this is where we are here and this is what we need to do here. And he was talking about the student first. And then we went into the tryout process Mm -hmm. and then we started talking about some of the things we can do on game day and having a maroon and white game on Friday night and things. And that's, that's what I love is doing it the right way and thinking about that student athlete and we use that phrase a lot and you know when you're in sports broadcasting you're going out you're covering athletes you're covering scores and you're not responsible for that but now we are responsible for that and and I love that about the the coaches we have the administrators and saying let's do it the right way let's make sure these kids are getting their education and then we're going to give them amazing education on the floor I'll say this from a broadcasting standpoint Broadcasting at the cave 
from the rafters is the best view in the area. I've heard it both ways. I've heard somebody say, it's pretty scary up there in that crow's nest. And I've heard some others say, man, you can see everything. It's going. You can tell it's the great. players' numbers. And and, and we're going to have a, a YouTube broadcast that we did nice. this fall in volleyball. And we'll do all of our home games on YouTube on what we call the Mishawaka Network. And we'll pump in the WSBT radio voices. So nice. it's the best of both worlds that we can see our, our Mishawaka Education Foundation helped us out to get some cameras and some great equipment, and so it's crystal clear. and And to put that together and to be able to show that showcase that to our fans and people across the world. If you if you watch Mishawaka sports, yeah. you can be in California now and, and check it out on YouTube and the Mishawaka Network. Well, when the Jerome Caldroni elevator gets installed in the cave. That's the only problem is getting the equipment up there. But once you get up there, I'm telling you, you it is what, the best You know view. what's hilarious is I go in the coach's locker room today, and there's Coach Blasco. You've got Coach Dendy, Coach Hecklinski, <laughs> Coach Shellstraw, and Coach Caldroni. I was I looked at it and Jerome just smiled at me. He said, "Yeah, look at this coach. He's trying to brown those. He thinks I'm going to open up the budget for him." I said, "Well, he bypassed me. There's no Huppert on any locker room, but it's awesome to see. And it's not just a little marker up there. I mean, it's a permanent locker. So, uh, of course, Jerome Caldroni, a, a great basketball player. I'd love to see him get out. I, I want to see he and Ryan Watson just get out on the gym floor shooting someday when nobody's around in a game of horse. That'd be good. That's, that's one of those things I want to see because both those guys were stars in our area I growing think, up. I think he's still the all-time leading assist guy in Bethel history. I'll have to look it up. I'll we'll have to check with the Lightfoots on that. I, particular he's actually subject. one of the first high school games that I saw out of the area, and I can remember coming to that game at Mishawaka Marion because I heard about this Caldroni guy. I'm like, I got to watch him play. And so a buddy and I came. I had my 70, 75 rally sport. We're coming to the game, coming down uh, 331 where the stoplight was, and it was icy. Mom and Dad are like, just be careful. We'll let you go. <laughs> I slid right through that stoplight oh, there no. at Dragoon. It was scary. There was no car coming but i can still remember that and then getting to the game it was like okay we made it to the game and then we watched him light it up that night and it, it was a lot of fun to see i tell you what jerome better bring the donuts in the morning because he's getting a lot of airtime over the first <laughs> 10 minutes of this program you know he's worth it you know I, I, I have to go back we've got a couple minutes here I, i've been doing a little research and yeah. a little history and i have to show you something from our 1927 misco deed and this is our our yearbook from 1927 okay and it's got uh, coach Steele in there of course steel stadium mm-hmm. but i want you to i want you to look at this guy his name was ferry down here and he was part of the football program and i want you you guys I can paint the picture here. Here's a high school oh, kid, look at that. and he's got a letter sweater on. He's dressed to the nines with sweats, but I mean, he he looks sharp. His hair is perfect, and this young guy, they said he was a pretty important part. So I want you to read this on air and, and let people know who this guy was as part of the 1927 Mishawaka Caveman football team. Yeah, below the name, it has Ruddick, and the name is Ferry, F-E-R-R-I-E, was the boy who worked harder than all the team put together. Whenever anyone wanted a new shoelace, shoulder pads, adjusted, feet taped, or legs rubbed, it was always, quote, where, oh, where is Ruddick, end quote. (laughs) On the way to Peru, there was not enough room in the bus, so it was Ruddick and Curtis, the yell leader, who rode on top with the luggage. (laughs) Managers as good as Ruddick are scarce. 
I don't think that, that would go story? over today very well. How about that story? <laughs> That's talking about dedication there, you know. The heck, the, the, the cars weren't inv- invented until like 1902, 1903 in that area. But, you know, here we are 20 years later heading down. Uh, and I'm sure 31 was under construction at I'm that sure time. I'm sure it was. Yeah. It always has been. <laughs> Unreal. But, yeah, riding on top of the car. Love That's it. fantastic. Dean Hupper, Darren Pritchett with you. Caveman Corner presented by Midland Engineering. A quick break. Sharon Versup joins us next on WSBT. And welcome back to Caveman Corner, presented by Midland Engineering Company on 96.1 FM WSBT. My name is Darren Pritchett, joined by Mishawaka High School Director of Athletics, Dean Huppert. Great to have you with us on this Monday night. Well, we have a very special guest with us. Mishawaka native, Mishawaka High School grad, 1984, Indiana Miss Basketball, Indiana Basketball Hall of Famer, and entering her 12th season as head basketball coach of the Purdue Boilermakers women's basketball program. We welcome Sharon Versa back to 96.1 FM WSBT. Sharon, it's Darren Pritchett. Great to have you with us this evening. How are you? Thanks, Darren. I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me. It is our great pleasure. And as I mentioned, Dean Huppert, the Director of Athletics at Mishawaka High School, is alongside. And I guess the first question we should ask you, just to reminisce, go down memory lane for a couple of moments, the experience you had walking the hallways of Mishawaka High School. Wow. That's a long, long time ago. (laughs) So I'll have to reminisce here. Um, No, it was just, you know, Mishawaka was just an amazing... um, town and a place to grow up and um you know all the teams when when i was there um you know just being a student athlete was great we you know everyone really followed each other we were extremely successful in football and track and you know state championships and volleyball and um had really you know great basketball seasons going to semi-state and you know we just uh, there was just a great bond of student athletes that um, it was just it was just fun. It was an incredible environment. Uh, you are proud to always walk out and obviously represent in the cave. There's one of the most unique, um, you know, gyms, uh, you know, in the state. So it was just one of the best experiences and uh, very fond memories. Sharon, this is Dean Huppert, and, and boy, I had a lot of fun doing interviews with you through the years, and when, whenever we brought up Sharon Versup around the area, people just smile because, first of all, the people who remember you remember not only what a great athlete you were, but what a great person you were, but the people who haven't seen you play have heard stories about you, and and when I think about Sharon Versup at Mishawaka Schools, I think of, first of all, your vertical leap, and when I watched you play in high school, you could jump out of the gym and i was talking to, to darren and i said you know what everybody knows her for basketball but those who saw her play volleyball you could have been a dude and I'm, and I'm sure you had quite a few letters and had that opportunity to do both yeah you know i mean you know my parents raised me to always be a great person treat people the way you want to be treated and you know and, and i appreciate those words you know there's um, everybody can be an athlete but i take pride on being professional and classy even when i was you know growing up and you know, and, and I was just being able to be a three-sport athlete was just something that I really cherished. I wish, you know, kids today would do that, but there's so much pressure everywhere just to pigeonhole kids, um, which I'm not a fan of. But, um, you know, volleyball, yeah, I could have went Division One. I, I could have went to the number one team, Texas, at the time. And 
uh, played volleyball and you know where Steve Anderson was a phenomenal coach for for all of us that played for him back in the day and he, he really prepared young people for you know life in general um you know that next chapter where it's going to be college or just professional life he just uh you know just really really told the line so you know going to state runner-up winning state championships and he knew how to train us and um you know i, I did have a 30 about 32 33 vertical leap and Ooh. so that was fun back in the day <laughs> today i can't barely even get it walk so um but you know those were the good times and you know with basketball obviously um, you know, volleyball was always a women's sport, but when I grew up in Mishawaka at the time, they didn't have girls' sports too much when I was in, like, in elementary school, and um, they kind of had girls' teams and boys' teams. But when I grew up, I got to play on a boys' team at, Ele- um, at Hums Elementary for Mark Rice, and um, that's kind of where I started the basketball bit. I was on the boys' team um, and kind of did that through 7th and 8th grade, so I was kind of a pioneer with that. So that allowed me to become the player that I was because I did did play against guys really my whole life in the, in the sport of basketball. Purdue basketball coach, Mishawaka grad Sharon Versip, our guest here on Cayman Corner on WSBT Radio. Just to build on your comments, Coach, you mentioned you were a three-sport athlete. As you recruit today basketball players to Purdue University, how often do you watch them play a, a different sport? Is that something that you factor into recruiting a kid? And I guess the second part of the question is, do you ever try to influence kids to play a different sport? Well, I, you know, whenever the recruiting process, we, we talk about, there, you know, it's a great thing today because there's so many opportunities for um, young girls and women in general um, that we didn't have when, when we grew up. So I think that's fantastic. But but what's happening now is, you know, everybody just thinks they're going to get that big-time scholarship or do X, Y, and Z, and I think that's great. But there's, as we call it in, in college, is that there's less tread on the tires by the time they get get to us. So all they do is year-round that same sport. Um, we encourage to play two sports. Do something different. You're training your muscles different. Um, you'll um, your body will handle things a lot different. Cross training is very important, and um, so I'll, we encourage it. You know, I said I understand you maybe not be able to do three, but do two sports. Enjoy your high school. Don't feel like you have to be in one sport every single night. Um, and you know, and I don't have a stat on this, but it seems like kids that have been a two sport athlete seem to not have certain injuries that some people do if they just play one sport from seventh grade or fifth grade on because uh, it's overuse already and by the time they get to us they're worn out coach it's interesting you say that because i talked to coach shondell at one of the golf outings i was at and your volleyball coach there at purdue was saying the same exact things that you were saying as far as using the same muscles and he brought up tiffany fisher who is a basketball player outstanding mm-hmm. jumper and also a great volleyball player at purdue and he said one of the other things that he saw and this is something that parents who who are driving their kids and and, and taking them around to aau tournaments could learn from is he said that they compete if they're in three different Different sports, they don't lose interest. They don't have as much burnout, mm-hmm. and they compete. And that's that's something that I think is a great trait that you had, whether you were a player or a coach. And, and Coach Anderson talked about that: is how hard you competed and how hard you worked in the summer at whatever sport it was. And I think you were one of the pioneers who played in the summer and worked on your basketball game 
way ahead of so many other people. I mean, we didn't have high school girls basketball until 1976. Mm -mm. Mm. And so a lot of people didn't know how to train. What were some of those things that you learned from Coach Anderson as far as the training? Because he was ahead of people. You guys, and I know there's a lot of legends, a lot of talks, but you actually worked out in the pool in sweats and made your your legs heavier to get better and stronger. Yeah, you know, I mean, he just knew how to train, and he knew how to push, you know, and, and I mean, we lifted three or four times a day, and, you know, and what people don't know is we, we did do pull, pull training, and that helps your legs, and you're not pounding on the same muscles, and we, we would put weight vests on in the pool, so we would do a thousand, as we call it, thousand jumps in the pool, which is a lot, you know, where there's block jumps, tuck jumps, explosion jumps, you know, he did whatever, but some of us wore weight vests. <laughs> so he was. Let's way make it ahead. tougher. Yeah, exactly. How many kids say that and nowadays? One, Let's make was, it tougher. Yeah. <laughs> and I was one of them. Um, but you know, he just he just pushed you. But you know, when you're in the water, it's different. Um, so you know, he was ahead of the game that way, and um, he trained you, and he trained you. And we're going to get it right. We weren't going to leave until we get it right. And a lot of people don't do that. They just like, oh, you know, we'll just go on. So that's the discipline he taught. And, you know, we did a variety of things. I mean, it didn't matter. He pushed us to the limit. And, and so that, you know, and, and those athletes then played basketball with me. And, you know, we kind of had that whole thing. And then some did track, some did softball. But, you know, we just bought into his toughness, his discipline, his training. Um, and that carried us through. But, you know, I just think you got to stay hungry. We always say stay humble and stay hungry. And if you're doing the same sport as you see in AU tournaments and stuff, the kids just know, like, back in the day, you lose, you're done. You know, it's kind of like everybody right. gets a trophy. Well, now you're going to play three games, and the next day you're going to play three games. Who cares if you lose? So it's just so different. So it's nice to play different sports, have different teammates, have different cross-training, and you're hungry, and you're not getting it. it you don't want to be in a grind and feel like you have to do something where you're in high school. You've got to want to do something, and that's still exciting, and I think kids get burned out. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a good mood when I've lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... And, and I know I what agree, you're saying. I know exactly what yeah. you're saying. It, the, you can, I mean, you like, can okay, almost get well, away no with it. No big deal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, well, we're, we got another game, yeah, so... tomorrow's okay. the big day. It's not okay. Right. Like, when we grew up, it's not okay. Like, right. you lose, you walk home, you're you're sad, yeah. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, we well, it's okay. We got another game. It's okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. No, different way of thinking. Caveman Corner on WSBT Radio. I'm Darren Pritchett with Dean Huppert. Sharon Versip is our guest here on WSBT Radio. Coach, the Mishawaka Girls Basketball Program has been an above-average program in the NIC in Northern Indiana for several years now, and that's saying something in a conference with Penn and St. Joe. They're doing great things as well. As you recruit in our area, how would you assess the evolution of the Northern Indiana Conference, say, over the last 10 years? Yeah, I think, you know, I think there's some really good coaches. I think they're, you know, totally developing, um, you know, the players around them. There's tough conferences, um, you know, um, Mishawaka's done well, and obviously Penn's been successful in the past, and it's just, you know, you want your area to do successful. Obviously, you want to beat the teams, you want to beat your rivalries, but when you're going against, you know, a state champion or you're getting down to state or semi-state, I mean, that's big. It's big for the area, um, but I think that, you know, the coaches have really done a good job of learning how to develop and develop at a young age. You know, uh, that's important. You can't just, they just can't show up. And I think their feeder programs have just grown, and that's how you do it. You, you instill your culture early. 
Coach, I know you guys have tremendous camps and, and opportunities for people to come down to West Lafayette and learn from Boilermaker basketball. What are some of the lessons that you teach those kids and that if a, uh, if a youngster from northern Indiana had an opportunity to come to your camp that they would be exposed to when they come down? that we feel we totally separate ourselves and people love our, our normal camps but the, our team camp um, I mean it, it's just exploding and, and it's just how we treat people but the bottom is our student athletes are involved um, some places student athletes just show up or they're not you know engaged or they're only there for a few seconds our kids actually are involved in both of our camps which is huge because those are who you're trying to aspire to be they see how we do things they see how we behave they see the culture that we have and then you know when teams come in i mean we do question answer our kids are around them to answer any questions they intermix and when people come to our camps that's what they say it's so important that our team is around and how much fun they have and we do specific things to to put them as role models for the kids not just older people because as we know as we get older we're older <laughs> they want to talk to people that they're close in age to so um that's what separates us and it's it's a very one-on-one i'm involved all the time a lot of head coaches again are not involved and their staffs we are totally hands-on and that's what separates us Coach, I know the NIC is represented on the Purdue basketball team again this year with South Bend Washington's T.R. Murphy. Had the knee injury last year. I noticed in the exhibition game she played and went three of three from the field. How has T.R.'s recovery gone, and what are you expecting from her this year? Yeah, I mean, uh, Murph has just done some, you know, coming off of an ACL is one of the toughest injuries, period. And, uh, you know, we, we took our time with her because she, she um, you know, heard it when she did. And she, you know, the biggest thing coming off of that is just confidence. And she's doing very well. She can play the point. She obviously can play the two guard because she can shoot exceptionally well. Um, you know, her, her confidence is in 100%, but her body's 100%. Um, but each day and each game, she just gets more confident and gets that balance. And nobody understands that unless they've gone through that type of injury. But um, I expect big things. I expect her to score. I expect her to be out on the court leading us uh, at the point, doing that combination and, you know, really teaching younger people. Um, she's been mentoring the, the other, you know, point guards and players, and, and that's a, a big key. That Those are the things that we teach, you know, at Purdue is that peer teaching, and she's done a very nice job. Well, Coach, talking about teaching, I know the life lessons are huge for you, and we need to take a break. We hope you can stick around with us a few more minutes and, and talk about the battle that you've gone through, and I'm sure that was a great life lesson for you. Absolutely. I'll be around, so we'll talk to you when you guys get back. All right, we'll just take a brief timeout, come back more with Sharon Versup next on WSBT. Welcome back to Caveman Corner. Presented by Midland Engineering Company on 96.1 FM WSBT. I'm Darren Pritchett sitting in for Sean Styers. I'm sitting alongside Mishawaka High School Director of Athletics, Dean Huppert, and our special guest tonight, Mishawaka grad and current Purdue women's basketball coach, Sharon Versa. 
you know, the, the person we're talking to right now, one of the greatest Mishawaka athletes of all time, when you think about what Sharon Versup did in high school, her senior year averaged 23.8 points, four rebounds and three assists, 24 and one, and was Miss Basketball in 1984. And like I said to Darren in between, that's not bad for a volleyball player. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I, I, I tell you, every day I, I feel a huge responsibility when I walk into the cave and I see that gym from 1924 that has just been preserved and has so much history. And we have a corner there that has your your Miss Basketball jersey and has a little area that shows shows Sharon Versup. And I don't know if you ever get a chance to come back and walk past that, but there must be pride with your family as well as yourself. And, and we're looking to add to that and throw more Purdue memorabilia in that in the future. But that must be something that, that you look at and say, wow, you know, that, that was a pretty special time. No, it definitely is a special time, and I think you know you, you don't realize it when you go through it. You think it's great, but the fur, you know, the further um, you know as time goes past, and you know, the older you get, you, you kind of have to reflect on life, um, you know, because th- those were special times, and you know, it, it's again, you you stay humble and stay stay the course but you know it was um you know it was just amazing run i had you know at mishawaka and i couldn't do it without my teammates and coaches and my family and um you know a lot of people are like hey we went past your shrine today you know just teasing (laughs) me but um yeah so uh, it's pretty cool and you know my former um volleyball uh a lot of them teammates are coming back now that steve's back there and you know they they always send me a picture like hey coach you're here with us or hey sure and you're here with us so you know it's it's a very special place and um, you know, it, it does warm my heart, no question. Well, and I know you would be proud of him. Uh, his second year back, and he gets the NIC Coach of the Year, and he's building the foundation of that program once again. And those lessons, you talk about life lessons and staying humble, staying hungry. How much has that helped you out? And I know I, I read an article, and it talks about April 24th, and the two words that came came out of, of a doctor's mouth that said cancer-free and talk mm-hmm. about that battle that you went through and how athletics and maybe those lessons that you teach and now all of a sudden you're not you're not just the coach you've got to coach yourself up i'm sure yeah i mean you know i mean we always talk about life lessons and i think you know i've been very fortunate i just think if if you know you've you've dealt being an athlete and being a student athlete um i just think that we just think differently we're built differently our experiences are different um you know it doesn't mean we handle everything better than anybody else but i think we're just built different um because of our experiences and the process and injuries and adversity and so you know when i found out i had cancer it was kind of like you know the worst thing it's it's the biggest shock i mean everybody when you hear that you pretty much just you know freeze um so yeah life stood still for a moment um you know, but the bottom line is once I had a game plan, I, I mean, it's, it's, you're fighting for your life. You're fighting to be cancer free. You're fighting for those things. So, you know, it really puts things in perspective. So, um, but it was like anything you, you, until after I went to all these different doctors and did X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z until I had the game plan. Once I had the game plan, then it was fight mode. Then it was okay, this is championship mode, this is what I'm doing, this is what we need to do, and you put your head down and you just plow through it. Um, you know, and, and that's what being an athlete has taught me, and, you know, and I do that every day of my life teaching our athletes, you know. Uh, you got to plow through things, you got to have a game plan, you got to think positive. 
you know, when you're dealing with your health and the cancer, that's, that's you know, the toughest life experience that you possibly could have. So um, there's no question um, my battle and my toughness and, you know, I'm, I'm a very strong woman. Um, it got me through because of my, my athletic experience. You know, I sat in a room with my father when he was diagnosed with cancer. And one of the things I remember the doctor saying was, you know what, it's not just him who has cancer, but it's the entire family now, and it's going to take all mm-hmm. of you. How important was that for yeah. you to have family, to have community around you? Because I'm sure you felt isolated at that time and thought, man, I, I have cancer. This is me. And, and there, there may have been a lonely feeling for a moment, but I'm sure that didn't last long. No, I mean, you know, when I first initially, you know, I kind of knew mid, you know, probably second week of February, and obviously I didn't share it with my team until after the Big Ten tournament, and I had a couple procedures right before the Big Ten tournament, and, you know, but I needed to tell my family, the kids, you know, um, they're my team, they're my family, I, I, you know, that's all part of it, and you need an army when you go through cancer. You can never do it by yourself. You need all the prayers all over the world, no matter if someone saw you or not. You, you just need that love and support. And you know, the kids were devastated, but they also were my anchor. They also mm. were, you know, fighting like heck to, you know, continue to make make life easier and do all the right little things, so they didn't have to, you know, cause me any more stress than what I was already having. So, um, you know, I mean. Colleagues all over the country. Obviously, my my current my my family, my brothers and sisters, and you know all of them were fantastic. My staff was one of the most unbelievable staffs. Period, uh, taking care of me. But it, I mean, it's everybody. I mean, everybody reached out, and you do feel lonely when you're going through it. You know, out of sight, out of mind. I went to New York and took care of things, and I was mm. gone for a little bit. You know, so when I did that, you know, a lot of people didn't see me for a long time, but um, their thoughts and prayers and cards and everything were were big. Mm, Terrific. Coach, we have about a minute. Just a thought on the Purdue Boilermakers season, which is just about ready to get started. Yeah, just real excited. I think we're probably... um, if not the youngest, one of the youngest teams in the country. We have 10 freshmen and sophomores, uh, two juniors and one senior. So um, last year we had, you know, uh, three of our sophomores play a ton of minutes. Two of them started um, and came off a a great run at the end. Um, You know, so I feel that we're more athletic um, than we have. We have really fast pace. I feel we can score the ball pretty well and, uh, you know, we, we've got some, some height and length. So I, I think we've got some good things, but, you know, the, the lack of experience, I'm not going to say youth or young, but the lack of processing the journey of having experience, you know, those are the keys that we have to make sure that we do a good job and uh, keep, keep it really positive because we're so young. Coach, I just wanted to thank you. I mean, your time is so valuable, but to come on our show and, and to let people in Mishawaka hear yeah. your voice and just to let you know how proud we are of you and, and that you always have stayed humble and you've always stayed a Mishawaka girl and you've never shied away from that. So thank you very much. Oh, you're very welcome. And I'll always be that Mishawaka caveman. So anytime I can get on air, I would love to do it. I love it. Coach, best wishes on the upcoming season. We appreciate your time this evening. Great. Thank you so much. Purdue women's basketball coach and Mishawaka grad Sharon Versup joining us here on Cayman Corner. It is 17 minutes in front of the top of the hour on WSBT. This has been Cayman Corner presented by Midland Engineering Company. Dean, enjoy the time with you this evening. Yeah, thank you. For Dean Huppert, I'm Darren Pritchett.
Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. 